Good morning, church. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here, although in a bit of a, a different format. Uh, but I heard Jacob's preach last week, and I, and I know that that I copped a bit of flack for for not being around enough, and and so I thought. Even with COVID, nothing is going to stop me from being at church this morning in some form. And, and this at least means that he has no more ammunition on me. He can't say that I'm slacking off. So anyway, it's glad, I'm glad to be with you. Uh, I ask, even though it's video format, uh, it'll be a bit shorter. So, so please keep paying attention. Don't tune off just because it's a video. Uh, I believe that I've got good news to share with you this morning. So if you can, engage with this video in, in whatever way you can. Does anyone like building things? I, I really enjoy building things. Uh, now, granted, my experience of building things is probably more towards like building Lego, yeah, uh, I know that there are some people who are quite skilled builders and, and, you know, Dan Hale can build kitchens and laundries. And I know that some of you have had a hand in, you know, building houses and things. Uh, my experience isn't quite there. Uh, in fact, I would say the, the biggest experience in building that I've had is in maybe video games. There's a, there's a game, one of my favorite games of all time is, is called Age of Empires. And I've spent way too many hours playing that game. But in that game, you build, uh, you build a, a city or a, or a village, and then it, it actually build like a civilization, and and you take it through different ages, and then you build an army to defend your your city, and then you or, or you attack other cities to get their resources. Anyway, I've spent lots and lots of times on Age of Empires, building things. It's fun. It's challenging. Um, we are, as a church, well and truly into our second year, aren't we, of building this church. And I want to tell you that I believe we've had a great first year together. We've seen uh, some amazing things. We've, we've got some great opportunities ahead of us, but we've had some great opportunities in the last year. We have a, a great community that, that is building, great fellowship, great kind of support for one another. I love so much that, that we're seeing even more every week, a, a great freedom in worship. That we have a, a church, a gathered worshiping community where you can come as you are, just as you are. We don't need to pretend. We don't need to dress up. We just come as we are. I love that. And I think over the first year, if I'm look, looking at kind of some of the, the wins, some of the great things, I think that I, I just love that we have all generations present in our church. And I, I just love that. But can I tell you this morning that I believe with all my heart that, that God has greater things in store for our church. I believe God's plan for us is to grow as a church. Now, when I say when I say grow, probably we think first up, you know, we want to grow numerically. Like we, we want more people. We want more people, you know, to, to know God's goodness and, and to be part of our community. And and sure, I, I believe maybe that is God's plan for us to grow numerically. Maybe 
you know, your mind goes to when we say growth in influence. And I hope that as we live out our lives looking like Jesus, that we have more and more influence in our neighborhoods. And so we can see kingdom change come. And, and sure, that's, that's also good growth. But I actually think God's plan for us as a church is to grow us more and more like Jesus. That we would make disciples who, who make disciples. Now, when I think about this plan of growth that I, I think God has for our church... I can't help but feel a bit overwhelmed. Now, some of you know what I what I'm, you know, speaking about when I say overwhelmed. These last few years in particular, uh, you know, there's so many moments where we just feel a bit overwhelmed. But when it comes to to our church and and you know, building our church, I've got to tell you, I think to myself, I can't do that. I, I don't, I can't do it. I, I can't, I couldn't possibly build the church. I can't believe that that's on, on me as an individual. Maybe today I'm just preaching for myself, um, but I believe that there's good news for us as, uh, as the church, as, as Christ's body. We've been looking at this series of Jesus Says for, for about six weeks now, and we've heard some great things. We've heard some, kind of some commandments that Jesus has told us to do, and we've heard some, some comforting, encouraging things that Jesus said to us. This morning, I want us to hold on to this, because I believe this is good news. Jesus says, I will build my church. He says that he will build the church. In, uh, in Matthew 16, uh, uh, Jesus is talking with the disciples and he's asking them, you know, who, who do you say I am? Who do people say I am? And, and the disciples have a go at, you know, what they think. And Simon kind of puts his hand up and he says, Jesus, I, I, I believe that you are the Messiah, that you are the son of the living God. And in that moment, Jesus says to Simon, he changes his name and he, he calls him Peter, which means rock. But, but Jesus says, you know, uh, Peter, uh, on this rock, I, I will build my church. I will build my church. He doesn't say to Peter, Peter, you build the church. He doesn't say to us as followers of him, you guys build my church. He says, I will build my church. Can I tell you that that is good news, isn't it? Who knows that surely the best version of church that we have is the one that Jesus builds. And when I think about that, suddenly I'm not quite as overwhelmed when I thought that maybe that task is on my shoulders or our, our leadership team's kind of shoulders. I also love that actually if, if we build the church, who, who gets the glory then? Like, like maybe we get to take the glory then. And, and I don't think that's how it's supposed to be. I cannot tell you that I want to be part of a church that Jesus built. Don't you? And I know this sounds good. And uh, I want us to look at, at another story Jesus uh, teaches 
He uses a parable. And in uh, Matthew 13, uh, Jesus teaches, and Matthew kind of compiles all these, all these parables together in, in Matthew 13. Um, and I'm going to just read a, a very familiar to some of us parable. Uh, the parable of the farmer scattering seed or the, the parable of the sower. From Matthew 13, starting at verse 3, he told many stories in the form of parables such as this one. Listen, this is Jesus talking now. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plants soon wilted under the hot sun. And since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil and they produced a crop that was 30, 60 and even a hundred times as much as had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. We're just going to explore this parable quickly. So let's, let's pray and ask Holy Spirit to reveal to us. God, we thank you that you are good. We thank you for your words, Jesus, that said that you will build the church. We thank you for the way you taught in story. We just ask Holy Spirit that you speak to our hearts, that you speak to our minds. We ask that your word transforms us. And God, we ask that you build your church. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So there's a bit to unpack in this story. We're going to do it pretty quick. And there's two main points that I just want to look at. The first thing is this. Can I tell you that our God isn't a selective God? That our God isn't a God who, who says he will build the church and then just chooses different groups of people to do it. Can I tell you, you may have heard it before, but I don't believe that there is a favoured people. I believe that God's good news is for everyone. Now we see this in this story of, of the, the sower. Because it tells us that the sower didn't seek out the fertile soil and just plant seed there, right? We hear the story that the sower actually threw his seed everywhere. Now, this is good news for all of us because obviously there's times where we're not the best. <laughs> and what I love that we have a generous, gracious God who, who throws his seed everywhere. That there are not particular groups of people that are chosen or favoured to carry out his mission. Can I tell you that this is uh, uh, no exceptions? Everyone, the good news is for everyone. Now, when it comes to us as a church, this is also good news, isn't it? That actually, if Jesus says he will build his church, he doesn't have, here's my favorites, I will bless this particular church or this denomination or, or these guys, well, they, they have this particular thing, right? I'll only bless them. No, Jesus is saying he will build his church and that he is indiscriminate. 
that he will give his his uh, good news, his favor, his word. Uh, he will do that anywhere. And actually, if we're to learn something from this story today, it's less about who we are. Uh, it's less about you know what we do, and it's actually more about our hearts. If we look at this story. You see, God wants to build this church. And I believe for this year and beyond, it's not going to be about our methods. It's not going to be about how good the worship team is. It's not going to be about how good the coffee is or, or how, how good the welcome team is, although we want all those things to be really good. But I believe that if we want to see God build our church, it's going to be about our hearts. It's not about whether we are favoured, but it's going to be about our hearts. You see in the story, there's, there's four types, types of soil representing like, like, like our heart condition, I believe. And the first type of soil is the, is the, the path. Hard, compact soil uh, in fact, the seed doesn't even get into the soil. It sits on top of the soil and it's eaten by the birds. The, the other type, the second type is the rocky soil where, where actually there's, there's a heap of rocks in the soil and, and it, it's shallow. There's no roots to the plant. So, so in the end, they, they wither and the sun gets them and they die. The third type is the, is the seed that gets planted in the thorny soil. So there's weeds growing in that soil and, and, and they actually come up and they stay, start to grow but the, the thorns and the weeds end up choking out the plant. And the fourth type is the good soil, the, the fertile soil where the seed is able to, to go, it's able to, to, to create deep roots and we hear very clearly that in this type of soil that seed multiplies it grows this morning uh, I think it's really simple I think that we ask God to prepare our hearts we want our hearts to be good soil I want to see our church grow not, not for our sake but for God's kingdom's sake and God says that he'll do that if, if we prepare our hearts. We want God's good news to have deep roots in us. And then most importantly, when that happens, we will see fruit produced. And I'm praying for the hundred times fruit. We're going to take a moment, just where you are right now, we're going to ask God to prepare our hearts. I believe he's a good God. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is our helper and our Holy Spirit does a work in us so that we might be that good soil. So just in these moments, I invite you to, to shut your eyes. You might want to place out your hands in surrender. Just let's ask God to come and do a work on us. God, uh, good Father, we ask that you are creating us 
uh, good hearts, good soil, so that when we hear your words, when we hear your good news, that it has deep roots in us. We ask that, Holy Spirit, you do transformative work right now. We pray for those of us who our hearts have been hard. We ask that you break up that, that hardness, that you give us greater compassion and empathy and love. We ask for those, you know, who, who in that rocky kind of soil, we, we ask for deep roots. We ask that, that your word might, might kind of penetrate every part of us, transform us. God, we ask for those where outside influences keep getting the better of us. We ask Holy Spirit for protection, for strength, so that your word may grow up to full maturity in us. Prepare our hearts, God, right now. We want to see your church grow. We want you to change us. We want, God, my my prayer is that every person in this room right now, that, that you would grow them, that they would see your fruit come from them, that we would see multiplication. We pray this in your name, Jesus, because you said that you will do it. Amen. Amen. This is a work that God continues to do in us, isn't it? Continues to prepare our hearts, prepare who we are. I've got one little exercise which Jacob's going to kind of lead us through in a second. Uh, for some of those who have been with us over, you know, the journey, uh, we used to do this thing called 1002 prayer. Uh, at 10.02 in the morning or night, we would, we would pray for three people. Three people that, we, that don't know Jesus yet, don't know his good news yet. And we would pray that they might hear that, that, they, that God would give us opportunity to share that good news with those three people. Now, I haven't done it, I'll be honest, I haven't done it for probably over a year now. But I'm going to switch that alarm back on my phone, 10.02. Now, the reason why we, we did the 10.02 prayer is from, from Scripture, Luke 10, verse 2. Jesus is teaching and he says, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. We want to see that harvest come, don't we? Great harvest. We want to see more workers I believe that as we grow as a church, that our biggest growth will come from uh, people who are not yet in our in our church. That we will see missional things happen. That we will see amazing things happen from people not yet in our church. And that God will use those people to build his kingdom. So I'm going to invite you... Uh, to think of three people. We're going to ask Holy Spirit to, you know, to prompt us. Who are people who are open, who are warm to his good news? Uh, and then I'm going to ask you to commit to praying for that. 10.02 is a convenient time for me. I just set an alarm on my phone. But for you, it might be different. And there's no magic in the time of day that we're doing it. Um, but I ask that you commit three people to prayer. 
We're heading into Easter. There's some great invite opportunities coming up as well. Um, but I, I just think that we be a people committed to praying for those who don't know Jesus yet. Uh, I'll hand over to Jacob. I'm glad that I could be with you this morning in this way. And I know that we'll be there next week because my whole family's had COVID now and we're all good. So I'll see you then. Bless you. Go for it, Jacob.